Wow. Okay, so we did it a little different today. You're still at Mount Hope Church. Same church. You might have seen the sign when you came in and thought, where am I at? And if you didn't see the sign, shame on you. Now, we're, we were so excited. They, stu- they put it in yesterday morning. They finished it. And uh, I was so excited. I asked Pastor Barb, I said, hey, let's go up to the church and see what it looks like when the lights turn on. And so we came up here in our jammies last night. And <laughs> I told Tony, he, he was in the building still, and we said we would have come in and said hi, but uh, we were in our jammies. We didn't want to scare him, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two old people in their jammies. It's pretty exciting. But the sign looked amazing in the dark. We could see it from Chris Road. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm sure equally from the other distance. God is doing some amazing things in our church. And by the way, I don't think Joey's here today, but you know we've been praying for Payson and and we've gotten good reports. She is doing awesome. Ahead of schedule, as I understand it. Taking off the, the what? The chest tube. I thought you said test tube. I'm like, what? That's old people again. Hey, what'd you say? Anyway. The Lord is doing some amazing things in us, though. And I just trust that if you're here today, that you came to hear from the Lord. If you haven't already, how many have already heard from the Lord? Man. And the reason that we change things up a little bit, and this is going to be a regular thing for a while, we're going to try this, but we felt like we wanted there to be a little more flow in our worship, so that's why we moved offering a little bit forward. And sorry, uh, Cheryl, wherever you're at, sorry that we forgot to mention it to you. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good when people know what we're going to do next, especially your key leaders, but uh, we missed that one, I guess. So, ironically, this year at the Hope, we're going to try to focus on how, how embarrassing is that? Communication and community. <laughs> Oops. I told Cheryl, I said, look at. Really? We're really going to do this. We, we, we just, yeah, yeah, we absolutely know we need to work on this. And uh, so our goal this year, of course, is going to be to communicate better and to get out into our community. We want to do a better job of communicating the vision of this church so that you, in turn, will better understand what we're all about. And then, hopefully, you'll be able to figure out what your gifts are and begin to use them here to God's glory. That's that's the purpose. Too many churches, uh, they keep their vision a secret. And we don't want to do that. And if we have been, we don't want to do it anymore. But certainly, we're not going to be doing this. We're going to be sharing the vision with you, uh, what this church is all about. Second, we're going to be more intentional to get outside of the church. Jesus didn't say, stay and preach the gospel. 
he said, go, right? And uh, we were at our, our men's uh, breakfast yesterday morning. And uh, by the way, thanks, Mike. God bless you wherever you're at. He's doing a great job. And one of the things that was brought out is the fact that uh, Bill Van Rickenham, where are you, Bill? Stand up, Bill. See that guy, if, if you would like to help, there's a, a lady in his neighborhood, a, a widowed lady. Her mobile home burned down. She's got a new one. Not a new one. She's got another one. And it needs a lot of work before she can move in. So what an opportunity to, to go and be the light in our neighborhoods, right? If you can do anything, like we're going to take the floors out, put new flooring in, stuff like that, uh, whatever it takes. Some of you guys are handier than others, but see, Bill, if you can help paint. They're going to be painting going on over there. Uh, I don't know about plumbing and all that stuff, but probably whatever. And he would love to hear from you, so see him if you want to help with that. That's what we talked about briefly. And then, of course, camp, our very own Pastor Tony Van Duser. There are a lot of projects that go on out there that minister to everyone, and we need your help. Uh, in fact, you'll hear more about this, right? We're going to share this, but uh, coming soon to a camp near you, we're going to be meeting out there to help do some things out there as well. So two great projects outside of the church, and, and that's our, our goal is to get out rather than staying in. And how many know this time of the year Man, you get all cooped up, right? We've been inside for too long, except for Pastor Barb and Troy, because they got to go to Florida for a while, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I could have gone. I could have. She tried to get me to. The thing is, though, and you know this if you've lived here any time at all, by 1st of February, how many are like... <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oops. You know what I'm saying? Now go ahead and knock my chip off. I dare you. Right, Ken? I can tell that's how you're feeling right now. Yeah, Pastor, come on down here. We'll talk about it, brother. But that's just how we are this time of year. We get cooped up, and it just does something to our nature. I don't believe that's what God wants for us. In fact, you don't, not that i am got anything against going to Florida. You don't have to go to Florida to get the sun shining. The S-O-N will shine all the time if you invite them in. And I think that's the problem sometimes is we stop inviting them in. We get so ornery, we're like, oh, God wouldn't want to be here. Right? I'm speaking to myself. That's how I feel sometimes. Why would God want to be here? With this ornery old fart, oops, sorry. Don't you kids use that word. Or as Andy would say to his daughter Evangeline, my granddaughter, he does that all the time. You know what's going to happen. As I begin to look at ways that we communicate with each other, whether we do it well or not. I just want you to ask that question, how do I communicate? 
How do you communicate with people? Better yet, what do you communicate? <laughs> know what I'm saying? Is your message positive or negative? In a lot of times, that's what determines how people receive you and in turn receive the message of Christ that's in you. Right? So today's message is going to be what's coming out of your mouth. Ooh. Everybody go, ooh. Now I just wanted to say, just as an aside, that this is a maintenance message. I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Norm, I want you to preach this because it's that time of year. You know, people are kind of like I already said, they're a little bit frisky. They're ready to get into some warm sunshine again, and, and that's coming. Everybody, point to your neighbor and say, it's coming. Might be another two months, but it's coming. But in the meantime, we have to work on who we are in Christ. And I believe the Holy Spirit said, listen, if the shoe fits, if this is you, then wear it. Do something about it. Repent. Make that change in your life. So that you can be a positive person, not a negative person. So that people will want to be with you, not run away from you. If you're lonely, it's your own fault. Hello? If you're lonely, it's your own fault. And it might be how you're responding to people, positively or negatively. We're going to look at several passages of Scripture. If you've been here any length of time, you know that I like to use the word. What I say is fluff. What God's word says will not return void as Tony runs out of here. Escape. No problem. Bless you guys. Everybody say goodbye, kids. Have a great morning in Jesus. Well, there goes half the church. If you're leaving, it better be because your kids are going out there. Bill, I'm watching you, brother. Billy better come back or I'm going to be out there grabbing him. He's ignoring me. As Christ followers, you and I should always be conscious of what's coming out of our mouth. There's going to come a day, and you'll see this scripture a little later, but there's going to come a day when each and every one of us will give an account for every, say to your neighbor, every, for every word, point at your mouth, that comes out of this. That's true. So let me ask you, if you were just to, just stop and think, just for a minute, your last week. All of a sudden, the trumpet blows, you're standing before Jesus, and he's backing the week up. What would he see? What would he hear? What would you see? Positive or negative? You know what I love about God's word? Everything. It's meant, it's meant to instruct. It's meant to change us. It's meant to get us on the right path if we're not on the right path. One of my favorite books is Proverbs, and 
just because it's got so many little morsels in it. In fact, sometimes I think, why is that right next to that? You know, sometimes the writer of Proverbs, I just didn't understand it. But it must be he had those thoughts in succession, and he just decided, I'm going to put them there anyway, even though it may not go together that well. But most believe that it was, of course, King Solomon that wrote this book. Now, there are some other authors in there, and usually they're identified as such. Uh, But what I want you to see this morning is that I believe Solomon was writing to his son or sons. He had many, so his son or sons. And uh, so I believe as well that you and I, as children of God, can look at this book and say, this is our Heavenly Father speaking to us here. The wisdom that Solomon prayed for, God gave him for such a time as this. It wasn't just for pre-Jesus, but it was for all of eternity, for you and I to hang on to these words and to apply them. And I wanted to start with this one, Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue can bring death, or what? What is your tongue bringing? Would you bow your heads? Father, we thank you again for this awesome day in Jesus. I pray right now for each and every one that's within the hearing of my voice, even those on the podcast or the live stream, Lord, that you would just move in a mighty way today. God, if, if, if we're in a place right now, we shouldn't be. Help us to see that. Help us to at least have enough conviction today to go, ooh, maybe I need to change that. And Lord, I pray we would trust you enough to say, I give it to you. And at the end of this message, Lord, each one of us that are struggling in this area would desire to change so that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, just guide me today as I speak. Bless everyone here today in Jesus' name. Amen. The tongue can bring either death or life. I love the last part. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Usually I'm not accused of being a big mouth. Usually it's the opposite. Well, you're pretty quiet. When I do speak, it's usually pretty, I'm pretty excited about it, especially at the presbyter meetings, because I just sit there and I take it all in, and all of a sudden it's like, (gasps) I'm jumping on that one. But there are people that don't think about what's coming out as they're saying it. You know what I'm saying? You know people like that. Maybe it's not you. Hopefully it's not you. And I've been around a lot of people that are like this, who just open their mouth and whatever comes out, comes out. We need to be careful that when we speak, we speak life into the lives of people, not death. How many have ever been wounded by a word That old saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. I'll tell you what, sometimes I'd rather be beaten with sticks and stones than have to endure some of the things that are thrown at me verbally. I love this next one, another proverb, verse 4 to 8 in chapter 18. Wise words are like what? Deep waters, wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. Some of you, I just want to hang out with you. 
because you're just like a stream flooding my way. And I love the things that you say because they're God things. And I believe that's the importance here. And then he, this is one of those shifts. It's not right to acquit the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. It's like, where'd that come from? But it's, good, it's a good word, right? It's wisdom. In fact, some of our politicians could really do justice to honor this right here. Fool's words get them into constant quarrel. See, this is that. They're asking for a what? <laughs> I love that. Fool's words get them into constant quarrels. They're asking for a beating. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. And then this last part. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. You know, the best defense against rumors, thank you, don't listen to it. Stop listening to it. If people don't have a place to go, they're not going to tell you anything. But if you're one of those, yeah, yeah, what happened next? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't we do that with the news? Turn it on. Ooh, is that what, did he really say? Ooh, I want to know more. They're all lies anyway. Why do you care? I watched three newscasts last night just to see about the recent political events. They all lied. I was like, God, help us. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves in their lip, with their lips. One more out of Proverbs. I'm not done with Scripture. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. We'll talk about this more as we move along here. Listen, what you say with this is going to bring judgment or reward. What do you want? I want reward. Whatever comes out of my mouth, I want it to be rewarded. I don't want to have to pay for it. So what comes out of you? What comes out of you? What kind of person are you? And I don't care if you're the most vicious, evil, wicked person on the planet. If you repent... If you come to Jesus and say, I don't want to be that way anymore, and you lay it at the foot of the cross and ask him to forgive you, he will change you. Because that, that was me many years ago. Many years ago. The Apostle Paul, moving into the New Testament, he gives this advice in Ephesians 4. I'm going to read several verses, and I'm going to change it up a little bit with what I'm reading from the version, so you'll, I'll highlight that when I get there. Beginning with verse 21 of chapter 4, since you have heard about Jesus, how many have heard about Jesus? <laughs> and learned the truth. Any truth learners here? The truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature. And your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. 
Here we go. But instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Whoa, righteous, man. Totally. That's how we should all be. We should be righteous and holy, meaning that we should err on the side of God, not the sinful, wicked side. We've all got that nature in us. We were all born into sin. You're going to fight it till the day you go to heaven, till you're transformed into that glorious body. Till then, there's a battle going on for your heart. And Satan will do whatever he can to convince you it's okay once in a while to blast somebody into the middle of next week. Sometimes we do it behind the wheel of our car. It's okay to do that, is it? Man, if you're, if you're screaming at people, you, you old fool, get out of my way! If that was you on Chris Road the other day, I'm sorry. 20 miles an hour. If you can't take the curves in the ice, get off the road. That's how I'm feeling. And I'm like, God, forgive me. And I really did. I settled in and I just said, all right. Sort of. I tried. Put on the new nature, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. This reminds me a lot of Romans 12, 1 and 2, doesn't it? Almost the same words. Change is good when it's God changing you for the better. The new life, transforming life, that's what God wants to do with you today. Can I get a good amen? How many of you remember the old you? Anybody else? Yeah? Just a couple of you? The rest of you have forgotten? <laughs> I, I remember my old nature. Talked about it already a little. I don't know how you were, but I thought it was fun or funny if I cut down my friends. Cut them off at the knees, man. Anything I could come up with to belittle them, I tried to leave their mamas alone because that usually led to fighting, but anything else, though, was fair game. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I didn't know any better. In that day, if, if people were nice, nice meant you were weak. I didn't learn all that stuff growing up in public school. I had to be tough if I was going to survive, and that meant showing people I was tough with this. Using words that came up, I didn't even know there were like 200,000, 250,000 English words that I could use. I only used 10 of them, and most of them were four letters. It was a brief conversation, pretty much, but that's who I was. But the children of God, Hear this. We are commanded to be nice. Amen? How many of you 
are beginning to look more like your heavenly Father each and every day. Looking more like Jesus, looking more like the Bible says we should look. Every single one of us should be working on this. Because if you don't look like him, <laughs> then you look like your earthly daddy. His name starts with an L. I think it's called Lucifer. The father of all lies. Jesus accused several of being his spawn. That wasn't a compliment, by the way. Let's look like our heavenly father, not like the earthly father. You might ask, so what do I have to do? How do I look more like him? How do I put on this new nature? It's really pretty simple. The Apostle Paul gives us some instruction in the following verse. This is, uh, again, Ephesians 4. This is verse 25 and 26 in the message. And I did this just to highlight some stuff, so I'll put it up behind me. What this adds up to then is this. No more lies. Say no more lies. No more pretense. Let me stop there just for a minute. It goes on to say tell the truth. Sometimes I think we come in here and, and we, we have to put on. Oh, I'm going to church. Praise Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Anybody looking? And then we, we walk out, we get in our cars. What is that? Lie? Pretense? Pretending you're someone that you're not? You know what? If you're struggling, you don't have to hide that here. We're the come as you are church. Now, if you're a sourpuss, we're going to work on that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to work on that. But how do we know if you're hurting? If you put on this air of, everything's fine. You know what? Be honest with people. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. After all, when you lie to others... You're really just lying to yourself. Huh. That's why I shared this from the message. Verse 26. Go ahead and be angry. How many have heard this one before? Ephesians 4, 26. Don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. But hear it from the message. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry. What? It's all right to be angry. Sometimes a righteous anger is necessary. Sometimes it'll rock the people's boat around you so they go, hey, there's an issue here. Maybe I didn't see it before, but I do now. Thanks for letting me in on it. All right? But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge, and that's so important. Be angry, but don't go after revenge. God's the one that will vindicate you. If somebody wrongs you, let him take care of it. You don't have to. Don't stay angry, the Bible says. Don't go to bed angry. And, and we had this discussion recently, but, you know, sometimes you've just got to shelf it 
and get through the night, and then the next day you can come back at it and say, all right, how do we fix this? You can't do something that you're not capable of doing. And if you're that angry, sometimes you just need to take a break from it. Don't give the devil that kind of a foothold in your life. Don't let anger just, just wear you out. Back to the New Living Testament, verse 28. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, then give generous, generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Oops, I'm on the wrong one. Oh, that's right. There it is. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Don't use foul or abusive language. Listen, I look at every person in this room today, and I bet you almost every one of you have been hurt by abusive language, by foul language. You've been called things You've been drug out, beaten down by what has been said about you. And you know what? God is the healer. He can heal that heart if that's you. And I fit myself into this because I went through a lot of that growing up. But it didn't, it didn't make me who I am today in the sense of being bad. It made me who I am today in the sense of being good because now I have a heart for people who go through this. I understand what it means to be abused verbally. And it's not pleasant, is it? Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. You know what? I could stop right here. I'm not going to, but I could. If we applied this principle right here, the church, the community, everything would be better because we're living this. Can I get an Amen. But there are those out there. Watch out for the joy suckers, gossipers, complainers, criticizers, fault finders, always negative with judgmental attitudes. The power of life and death is in the what? Some of these people don't realize what they're saying is changing people for eternity. How many of you have ever had a coarse tongue in your B.C. days before Jesus? You cussed your way through every conversation. Some of you still slip up every now and then. My best advice, just keep getting closer to Jesus. Eventually that new nature will take over. But what about abusive language? This is huge today. I've already talked about that a little bit, but how many of you, don't raise your hand, belittle your children or your spouse? How many of you call your child an idiot or your spouse fat or lazy? You know, when you do that, what you're really doing is you're bringing God into question especially if you claim to be a Christian. 
How can anybody who's a Christian behave like this? You know, as the Bible says, how can fresh water and salt be mixed together? It can't. When that happens, you can't drink it anymore. So we shouldn't think that you and I, that we can be Christians and abuse our families, our children, or our spouse. And I'm not saying man or woman because I've seen situations where the woman is just as vicious, just as abusive as any man I've ever met. This isn't a one-sided thing. So how can anyone who loves Jesus treat me like that? That's the question that's going to eventually come out, and that is the million-dollar question, and I don't have an answer. I can't tell you how that happens. But I do know this. God loves you. And if you're facing this kind of abuse, pray for that person. Make Jesus your Lord and just say, God, help me to get through this. Help me, Lord, to endure until this person becomes born again. And then then it'll stop. But you got everybody in this equation has got to be born again. And understand this, if you're one of those who's being abused Understand that the people that are using this abusive language are the ones who are insecure in their own skin. That's why they pick on you, because it makes them feel better. I'm not saying it's right, but that's why a lot of people do it, because they're not happy with who they are. If that's you, I've got a video clip for you. How many remember Andy Mayberry? Barney Fife, the old, would you go ahead and uh, hit that short little video? Here's my recommendation. If you're a, an abusive person with your tongue, here's what Andy, or not Andy, here's what Barney would say to you whenever you're ready. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Hit that one more time. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. And that's what I'm saying to you. If you're the abusive person, stop it. Knock it off. Man, you are setting people up for eternity, not in a good way. Be nice to your family. I've been talking about children and spouses, but you kids, don't be abusing your mom and dad. It works the same way, right? I'm looking at this young guy. Sorry, I don't know your name. Todd? God bless you, Todd. He's down here going, thanks, Pastor Norm. Thanks for pointing me out. I'm never coming back here again. Sorry, brother. (laughs) I pick on this front row is fair game, if you didn't know that. Jesus doesn't want us to behave this way. He came to bring us life and life in abundance, and that life should come out of our mouths. When you speak, you should build others up, not tear them down. And if you're in this position where you're abusive with your language, you need to repent and turn before you burn, and that's what's going to happen if you don't change your lifestyle. Verse 30. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. How many of you cry when you think about how you behaved? Don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. 
Remember, he has identified you as his own. He's guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. He's given you everything you need to live forever with God in heaven. Don't grieve him. Don't make the Holy Spirit sad. Because if you do that for any length of time, judgment's going to come. Verse 31 and 32. Verse 31 is my B.C. Verse 32 is my A.D. after my second death. (laughs) First death. First death. After Jesus' death too, but you get where I'm going. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. How many can say amen to that? How many are willing to live this way? Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Here's that other side. This is what I didn't get before Jesus. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is how we should live. How many live this way in your home where nobody's watching but you and your family? Am I boring you? Get rid of it all. Instead, be kind. Be kind to one another. Jesus weighs in on this subject in Matthew 15. And again, I'm going to read from the message. He just got done having a knockdown drag out with the Pharisees. The religious leaders of his day. These people, if anybody could press Jesus' buttons, these were the guys. Why did Jesus dislike them? He didn't, it wasn't that he disliked them so much as their behavior. You know, God hates the sin, not the sinner. That's how Jesus was here. But these guys were misleading people. And he was upset because of that. Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 10. I'm just going to highlight a couple of verses behind me. Jesus called the crowd together and said, listen and take this to heart. What does that mean? It's important, right? Take this to heart. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life, but what you vomit up. Ouch. Ouch. Later, his disciples came and said, Did you know how upset the Pharisees were when they heard what you said? Jesus shrugged it off. (laughs) Who cares? They're not going to listen to me anyway. Every tree, he said, that wasn't planted by my Father in heaven will be pulled up by its roots. I want my roots to go down deep. I want to be on solid ground. But if you're not living for Jesus, your roots are going to be pulled out. And what happens to the trees that are pulled out like that? They're going to go into the fire. Forget them, Jesus said. They're blind men leading blind men. When a blind man leads a blind man, they both end up in the ditch. And then Peter said this, and I bet he regretted it. He said, I don't get it. Put this into plain language, Lord. 
What? This is what Jesus said. Ah, sorry. Let me go back. He said, you too? <laughs> Are you being willfully stupid? That's what the message says. That's what Jesus said to, to Peter. Are you being willfully? You don't get what I'm saying here? Are you being willfully stupid? Then he said this. Don't you know that anything that is swallowed works its way through the intestines and is finally defecated? Pleasant thought. But what comes out of the mouth that gets its start in the heart? Verse 18, Jesus goes on to say, it's from the heart that we vomit up evil arguments, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, lies, and cussing. That's what pollutes. Eating or not eating certain foods, washing or not washing your hands, that's neither here nor there. What was he saying? What's important is what comes out of this. What comes out of this? Comes out of this. This speaks from the overflow. Luke 6, 45. Where did I go? Tell me I've got it. There it is. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Point at your heart and say, good stuff. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Don't point at your heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his what's in you is what's going to come out of you. If you're negative all the time, then you better start checking your heart. If you're abusive, you better start checking your heart. Maybe you aren't all that you think you are. It could lead you to eternal damnation if you're not careful. Got another one I want to share here in a minute, but let's see where I was at. All right, got through all that. The heart represents the soul, the spirit, the will of man, our conscience. It's how you're wired. This represents all this. What's in you is what's going to come out, whether it's polluted or blessed. Listen, this is up to each individual. What comes out is up to each individual. So hear this. If you're always spewing evil or Spreading gossip. By the way, I love this one. Those who gossip with you will gossip about you. Man, just say, la, 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 when people start telling you stuff about somebody else. If it's not lifting up somebody, if it's not building up somebody, la, 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 la. I'm being serious. This is true. Because if we don't listen... They aren't going to come back to you. They'll go find somebody else, some other sucker they can sap their joy from. Right? That's pretty rough preaching, Pastor. I get it. But listen, people's eternity is in the balance. How you live is going to determine for somebody out there whether or not they're ever going to step foot into a church that you attend or ever give that Jesus guy that you talk about so much 
even a consideration because if you are always spewing negative gossip and rumors and all that other junk, they're not going to want that. And they're going to run away from you and they're going to run away from the church that you belong to. So if that's you, repent and turn to God so that your sins can be wiped away. God hates sin. He especially hates those who are quick to run into a fight or quick to light a match when they see a dry pile. A place where a fire shouldn't be, but they're, oh, let me give that a little boost. You know what I'm saying, right? Talking about the tongue, talking about the kinds of things we talk about, talking about falsely accusing your brothers or sisters. Seen a lot of this again in politics. It's happening, folks. This is the last day, but the church doesn't have to live like this and shouldn't live like this. So let me ask you, why would anyone want to cause his or her family to implode? And yet, for some of you, that's what you do. You look for fights. You look to ignite stuff in your life that shouldn't be ignited. Instead, it should be taken to prayer. Instead, you should repent and say, God, help me to be more positive in the way I speak to my family, whether it's my husband, my wife, my children, or children about your parents. Your parents aren't stupid. You may think you're smarter than them right now, but I promise you, the day is going to come when you're going to be at my age and you're going to go, man, my mom, my dad, they weren't as dumb as I thought. That's a fact, because <laughs> I was that person. <laughs> I thought my dad was a dummy, and he wasn't. He was way smarter than I ever gave him credit for. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm about to close. That's a beeper. Sorry about that, Melissa. Love you. When you find yourself in this place, if this is you being abusive, would you stand with me? If this is you, nip it in the bud. No good is ever going to come. If you find yourself being the abuser, nip it in the bud. Because the, the long term that's going to come out of that isn't going to be good. I don't care if it's your boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, this is something we can all use, even those of us who are high and mighty pastors, because I still have trouble with this thing right here. I still struggle with it. There are days I just want to blast people. Be thankful God has me in check. Number one, because I'd no longer be your pastor, but... I've known pastors who've lost it, and that pretty much ended their careers. But we're human too. Nobody should be abused. Nobody should have to go through that day in and day out. 
I wanted to close with Matthew chapter 12, short verse, verse 33. And, and again, I've shared this before, but this is again, right after Jesus just identified some religious leaders, he's talking about this. Basically, he's saying, don't be like them, okay? He said, a tree is identified, oh, sorry. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you're saying. Then he says, to finalize this, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So what you store up inside of you is what's going to come out. If you're struggling with this, what do you need to do? Repent, Repent and start putting good in. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me. Help me to be somebody that's positive. Building people up, building my son up, my daughter. God, they're not stupid. I'm stupid for calling them stupid. Because that's going to be with that kid forever. How many, when you get before Jesus, you want to hear him say, well done? Yes, I think we all do. But if, if, if we're not careful... Wow. Here's what I don't want to have happen. I don't want your son or daughter not coming to Jesus because of how you treated them through your life, through their life. Maybe you get saved, but they don't. What kind of weight is that to carry? That's not God's plan. If this is you, Stop being abusive. Nip it in the bud. It's all about heart. Always. It's all about heart. And you need to put good things in there so good things come out. Would you bow your heads for a minute? The words you say will either acquire, excuse me, will either acquit you or condemn you. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So speak life. Speak life. God came to give us life and life in abundance. He didn't came to kill us. So if you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I think I might have an issue with this. All heads bowed, please. Eyes closed. That's you. And you'd say, Pastor, I just need help with this. I don't want to be this person. Would you lift your hand up quick so I can see it? You can put them right down. Thank you. At least 15 hands went up. I couldn't see them all. There were so many so quick. It's all right. This is between you and God. If you just raised your hand. Now, this other one, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to close, but if you're here today and you're, you're, so, you're one of those who's been on the receiving end, you've been abused. And you still struggle with that today. If you would, just lift your hand up real quick so I can see it. A lot more hands going up. But you can put them down. A lot more hands going up. That's what I'm talking about here today. That's what the Holy Spirit's saying to us today. Don't be that person. 
because it has a lasting impact on people in a negative way. God wants to set both of these areas free today. I believe that with all my heart. Those who've been wounded and those who are the wounders. I want you to pray with me and then I'm not sure how I'm going to do this yet. Let's start with prayer. And if you just raise your hand for either one of those, just say this loud enough so your own ears can hear, but I would ask the whole church here to pray with me. Father God, we petition the throne, the King of kings and the Lord of lords to move on our behalf today. We're your people, your kids, and we need you. Holy Spirit, we yield to you today. Some of us have been abusive, maybe more than admitted it. With that in mind, heal us of this. Convict us of this. Help us to see, before we open our mouth, what's about to come out. And to shut off that valve if it's negative, but to learn instead to open the valve if it's positive. If we're going to build somebody up, help us to be that person, to be kind and loving and caring, not the other way. And Lord, I pray for those here today, that brother next to me, that sister next to me, if they've been wounded by abusive language, heal them in Jesus' name. I pray a covering. You can stop praying with me. I pray a covering over each one here today, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to bring healing into the hearts of these people and to help everyone to go out of here changed by the power and the presence of God the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are mighty, and we know you can help us to overcome any enemy, including our tongue. And God, today I pray that this church would be known for words that are uplifting, encouraging, words that are loving and kind. Lord, help us to be like you in the way that we live. We pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Go ahead and sit down just for a minute. Pastor Barb, would you come up here? Sometimes I don't understand everything God's doing, but he does. I have to trust him. Get up here. She's always so humble. You want me to come up here? Believe me, she's not like this a lot of times at home, but no, you're, you're a good one. Positive. Positive. I changed it right at the end. I said, you're a good woman. Didn't say it as loud as I said the other, but. How many know that we're real? Yeah. And not perfect? Yeah. Especially those of you who work in the office. Because you, you see our, uh, should we say bantering? Yeah. That's yeah. A good we, we like to banter a little bit here and there. 
and it doesn't mean we don't love each other. In fact, to the contrary, we do love each other and we get, get it out. We don't hold it in. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about marriage. It's going to be something for everybody, but I believe that if you know someone who's struggling in their marriage, the way they communicate with each other, whatever, invite them next week. We'll have fun. I think we're going to even have a couple of prizes we're going to give away. And uh, it's also Communion Sunday, and we're going to do something special during that part of the morning. So invite people back. If Oh, and absolutely, thank you for saying that because I meant to write it down and I forgot. Men's Ministry is hosting a chili cook-off right after service. So you're going to be able to go from here to there by donation, so, you know, whatever you want to do there. But we're going to get to vote whose chili is the best. And uh, I'm expecting there to be some white chili there as well, Mac. Oh, you're making it? Oh, you. He's trying to win both of them. He he was crying yesterday because somebody, a long time ago, right, somebody, he did a great chili at a church, I'm assuming, and uh, somebody, some woman probably, beat him with her white chili and he he's not forgotten it brother you got to forgive her uh, we love you we love you I'm glad you glad you brought that up though so next next Sunday you gave me some sermon fodder next Sunday we're gonna have a, a lot of fun next week so come on back and especially if you know somebody that's struggling because we're gonna really pour into them and I believe at the end of it there's gonna be a supernatural impartation of some sort so listen i hope today's message hit you right between the eyes because all of us need to be aware of this some of you are just downright nice people and i love you but most of us aren't that way (laughs) most of us really have to fight this to keep it in check so let's be positive and not negative would you mind closing in prayer sure father god i just thank you and praise you for today help us through the week as we start to get frustrated or maybe even want to say something we shouldn't, that you bring this to our remembrance, that we say positive things. We, our communication is uplifting. Now, Lord, we just ask that you get each person where they need to be, keep them safe. And thank you, God, for the things that you're doing here in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Oh, I was going to say, and everybody said, go Eagles, go Patriots. No, nah, never mind. <laughs> Have a fun day. God bless you.